0: Class Podcast.
1: With your handsome hosts, Eddie. And Matt. See, I'm starting off the bat today talking us up.
0: Aren't you just so thoughtful? We talked about, you know, if we had a logo for our podcast, I said, why don't we put our pictures on there? And he's like, no, people will vomit, and run screaming, you know.
1: But a logo, a picture is in the works.
0: <gasps> Holy scramole! So, yeah. So you
1: guys will get to check it out soon. Yeah. It's just part of the special secret po- projects that we're working
0: on. Oh my, secret projectory. Projectile vomiting.
1: Marks, be that much more like a mushroom. Like a
0: mm-hmm.
1: Delicious. All right. Well, speaking of delicious, mm-hmm. we are not powered by bodacious barbecue today.
0: And that makes me, a single tear of brisket juice is running down my cheek.
1: So I guess we can talk about this if you're in the long view area. Oh my,
0: we're going to dish dirt, but local dirt. Just a little. Just a little dirt.
1: Our beloved Bodacious, Mm -hmm. all their employees, Mm -hmm. all the people that made the magic happen are gone.
0: You hear the words in my mouth. The people that made it magical.
1: And they are starting up Sunbird. Sunbird Barbecue.
0: It's uh, uh, Kimmy and Brian and David, who's their partner in crime and can slice a mean brisket.
1: But it's in the. This is where you see how off the cuff we are mm-hmm. in the heritage.
0: Heritage, which is on two fifty nine, going north towards Diana, probably oh. about ten minutes, five minutes outside of town, five ten. Minutes. It's not far in the grand scheme.
1: About two weeks from now, I think they're opening up. Mm-hmm. It might be a week from hearing this actual podcast. Yeah,
0: but. but really nice folks. They make some amazing barbecue, and now they'll have some good sides. We learned the dirt was we're like, man, their sides are poopy. It was not their fault. They were made to use cisco store-bought sides and not allowed to kind of cook their own stuff so i'm excited to see what they're going to do now
1: yeah it's only gonna be up yeah it's gonna this sunbird will fly hallelujah hallelujah but we may not be powered by barbecue for a little bit
0: why is that
1: because we gotta wait on them to reopen
0: i thought you have a secret stash of brisket to keep you're gonna be eating it in little dribs and drabs
1: <laughs>
0: some people's children. Exactly. Yeah, smart man. I do the same thing. <laughs>
1: Last night we had this fantastic thing called bochos.
0: Oh yeah, bochos. You
1: make your nachos and you then sp- some chips and cheese. Then throw some barbecue on that. Yeah. Some chopped up brisket. Mm-hmm. A slice of
0: yep. See, like me, I love like brisket tacos. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm.
1: Mm-hmm. They're going to be out in Harlan this week. Way too late for any of you guys to act on. They're going to be out in Harlan, Texas this weekend doing some brisket Not to
0: be that guy, but it's Harleton. Oh,
1: you're, yeah. But anyway. I'll edit that out. Okay, good. I won't edit that out. Yeah, well, my wife drives through there. Mm hmm.
0: Trying to avoid the death trap that is I 20. Yeah, hallelujah on that, too. Glad to hear it. So, I'm excited for our good friends, the former Bodacious, now Sunbird. Sunbird. Bird is the word.
1: So if you're a local, go check them out. If you're Ace, and maybe we'll mail you some, like get some drives or something. I
0: will say no. When they they intend to do uh, shipping of their barbecue. And
1: so we'll send I'm out to Ace.
0: Yeah, we ought to. We should do that.
1: You know he's, at, right?
0: he's in the UK, right? Yep. Yeah, he's a cool cat. He's in the United oh Kingdom. Think how much that would cost. One, One million people. dollars.
1: Yeah. Customs. Yeah. get to him in a timely
0: manner. Oh, yeah. Because that, that brisket is the bomb. But what he'll have to do, he'll have to come visit us, and we'll treat him to the best barbecue in East Texas.
1: Well, speaking of come visiting us, mm-hmm. we had some special visitors to the Long Con Spring.
0: Long Con Spring 2021?
1: That's right. So wow. We're, we're going to skip all of our little pop culture stuff for now. We'll see how long this podcast goes. Mm-hmm. We started off talking about a Long Con Spring
0: recap. Long Con Spring twenty twenty one. We had Doug Ray, we had Gary Oliver as our special guest, those guys. So good to see them, our friends from NTRPG. Uh Ben Burns was there as a vendor, but also was running games. And really excited for Ben. He's got a new Kickstarter, uh, where he's uh it's called the Corsairs of Cthulhu. His game brand is New Comic Games. And so it's we had to see David Donahue. We we He's a great vendor, great guy. It's always good to see him. And we saw people like uh, uh, Fergie. He's a hoot. And his bud, um, uh, Crystal Elf, formerly um, was there. I can't remember her new name um, for her stand. Uh, Game Night Games was there, and those figs were amazing. Um, so just really a neat mix of, of vendors. Good to see some old old friends and new friends at the Spring Con. You know, we limited sales. Uh, but even with that being said, we had a good turnout.
1: Yeah, we probably hit around 60.
0: Yeah, and and that's with us, like I said, limiting sales, so I'm, I'm really optimistic for November. I'm excited for November. Um, <clears throat> I'm trying to think of, like my, my Friday game, I ran 5th edition D&D, and I ran Adventures League module, uh, Riders of the Twilight Marsh, and we had our new friends there, uh, Jill and Charlie from Iowa. We had some Iowans make the trek, an adventure unto itself, to come play at our spring con in person
1: so whenever you think that your reach is not very far where it's like yeah our our popularity is the uh, city lines of Longview Texas mm-hmm. there you go somebody out there has heard of us it's not just Ace
0: yeah and so you had a game on Friday didn't you
1: most likely but oh. what was it who, who knows such things wow I believe it was was it Barbarians yes it was it was it was, it was It was. Barbarian. seems
0: like I'm testing you that
1: Bar- was Which, that was pretty funny in itself. Do you know how that one got its name? Uh, No. So, when I was creating the con website for this year, Mm -hmm. I put one in that was called Test, T-E-S-T. And this is the test game just to make sure everything's up and working right.
0: I said that, and you said you're full of crap. Yes. I hate you so much. I call that. (sighs) Seth so Kyle said, "That's just You put that in there just to test the system. No, I didn't. That's the game I'm running. Blah, blah, blah. I'm like, You so nerd. Ten
1: minutes after he said that, uh, it became the test.
0: Uh huh. Uh huh.
1: Improv game that I've been running in Barbarians. Mm-hmm. So I'd run it one time here at the house, and I ran it there. It, Barbarians is just a hit in general. It's
0: a great game system. Great game. So, a lot um, of fun.
1: That was good fun. I had the Lilies with me. Mm-hmm. I had everybody, uh, Matt was to say, was there anybody else?
0: Was Karen there? The, 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 the lilies? the part of the lilies. The, 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 the matriarch. Yeah, she's pretty much. They're packaged down. And she's, they're so much fun to game with. I just really love the lilies.
1: Yeah, so she was playing a barbarian. <laughs> and when it came up time for the barbarian to do their mighty battle cry, uh-huh. she did the mighty battle cry. Hot dog. And then uh, her son. Jason. Jason. Jason yeah. Uh, said, Jason, Gus,
0: Dominic, and Karen.
1: Said, well, if you hop up on the table, you really have to you know, act this out. And I was like. I would give you extra destiny points for that. Oh, uh, yeah. I Hilton a new table.
0: Yeah, there you go. Or someone a new hip. <laughs> <laughs> well, they would buy a There you go. That out as we went through. Ah.
1: But one <clears> of the <throat> interesting things of that game, since it was improv, is there was, their town was famous for a ghost basketball league. Nice. So what was stolen was the ghost basketballs. Oh, my. Which are a power source for the... Uh, ghost basketball. The, the
0: Amityville Ghost Trotters or something. I mean, Globetrotters.
1: Yeah, if you do an improv game. Yeah. These are the things that will happen.
0: But I love that. That sounds like a perfect match for Barbarians of the Ruined Earth.
1: Yeah, and I think uh, Matt Evans would shine his smiles of sunshine down on me to hear that they had a, like, a carved golem uh-huh. fighting one of the car's snakes. So you have a, a giant robot made up of cars fighting. A giant, massive snake made out of train cars. That is a great
0: visual. That's an awesome visual. That was
1: pretty cool, and that's the kind of things that you can do in Barbarians of the Ruined Earth. With
0: first-level characters, I love that. You know, high flying high, yeah, high flying Saturday morning cartoon, over the top, professional wrestling, Mad Max, uh Thunder the Barbarian, He-Man, all rolled up into one big beautiful ball. You know.
1: Barbarian somebody plays barbarians, they get turned on to it. I haven't had anybody walk away from that yet and go like, meh, this is yeah. not my system. Yeah. It may not be your all the time system, but you'll have a good time playing it.
0: Yeah, yeah. I think if the players in the gym go into it with the right mindset, you'll have a ton of fun. Yeah.
1: Well did you have anything else to say about your Friday game?
0: No, I mean it, it was uh you know As they yeah, I was laughing because when you were like, "Why are you running that?" and I thought, "Well, you know, good lord, they call it dungeons and dragons and I was like, "Darn it, at a con game, I want to have a dungeon and there better be a damn dragon." You know, what I mean. So that one was swamps and dragons. But there is a submerged lair, aka a dungeon, and there's certain yeah. a lair, and there's a uh, there was certainly a dragon, and I had fun with the dragon in the fight. They won, of course, won the day and got all kind of fat loot, but that's you're having fun. Boy. Yeah, you killed the dragon, you got the loot. Woohoo, you know. What so they had a good time and I and uh uh everyone was great at the table. It was great to uh play with our buddy, um, I feel bad now. Um you yeah, darn it. I can see his face in my but anyway, haven't seen him in a in a minute and he came to our first long con here. Uh gosh. Chris, yeah. Chris James, yeah, it was great to play with him. He's just a lot of fun and a great guy. I mean, everyone at the table was great. Kyle was there, John, our local guys. Everyone played well, but the, our new friends from Iowa, they uh, they really shone. They were a lot of fun. They got into the game. It was a real joy playing with them. Anyway, yeah. I hope I didn't forget anybody. Ron was there, of course. We love Ron, you know, and he was great. He Actually, Ron played really. His just He has grown so much in the few years. He's a, he a fantastic gamesman and role player and just a joy to, to game with.
1: yeah. That's- you go back and look at just like this guy didn't know what
0: a D20 was mm-hmm. 2 years ago and now he shows everybody up you know okay. so it's phenomenal but anyway yeah no no that's that's all the shout outs but I I had a fun time and that's the goal and yeah it was it, that was it for Friday
1: and we did have a special dinner for some of the special guests and
0: stuff yeah it was again powered by Sunbird barbecue yep. you know and everyone raved about the brisket and there was some me talk about some trash talk about the sides but that it turns out that's not their fault you know but anyway what so the? Never, bring it up again. never. We don't do that here. We don't do that here. All right. So. Well, I ran a game and
1: you ran a game.
0: Unfortunately, my game went late, so we really didn't get to socialize much Friday night. But Saturday. Go ahead. It was indeed, sir. And I let out with a game of the Black Hack. This is my first time actually running the Black Hack. And I ran what used to be my Mansion of Madness, which you'll be running in fifth edition in NTRPG. But I've converted over to Black Hack as the Palace of Pandemonium. And I think the players had a blast, and I had a lot of fun. And I'm champing at the bit to run some more Black Hack. It's a lot of fun. I mean, imagine a lot of things you like about Barbarians, well, because it's baked into the DNA. Exactly. And yeah. You know. Will I be overpowered when I play black hat? Yes. Okay, good. You know, yeah. But I mean it depends. Like and this is fantasy gaming 101, but I mean early early D&D games back in the day, if you want only really powerful in the early game, play a meleeist, of course. But over time, I could just like the old days, I could see the wizard being a real he'd be the one that I'd be going, "You're frustrating all my plans as a game master." But Gus played the uh, the warrior and he had a ton of fun. He called himself Bull. And by the way, we generated characters at the table, old school. Didn't take long because old school, but there was a lot of neat little touches to make you feel unique and got that old school feel that I think they really dug that. Like I told the, the guy playing the click, I said, guess what? You, well, what you you decide? I'm going to give you a few minutes, decide who your God is, what he's called, what his ethos is. I'm going to give you one destiny point if you do that. I'm like, all right, bull, come up with your insignia, your heraldry. I'll give you a destiny point. for that. Okay, rogue, tell me why you have a stolen heart in your possession. So Karen had to think on her feet. And in five minutes, she's like, well, here's my story about why I have a heart in my. And Jason and uh, Dominic, they had to come up with their shtick. So I had them do certain things to make their characters a little more interesting. And I rewarded them with, well, Destiny Points or whatever, which technically that's a Mike Evans jam. Mm-hmm. Yeah.
1: Well, I was going to say, I might have done you one better because at the end of our Barbarians, I had them level up. Mm-hmm. So did you guys take a minute and
0: level up? After they had gotten quite a bit of loot and were beat to a nub. And they were like, and I love it, They're smart. They didn't, they said, you know, we should go back to town. And I thought, yep, I won't say anything else about that because, you know, people listening might be playing Mansion or Palace soon. They went back to town, and that's part of the thing about Blackhack Is you boast and you drink at the tavern and talk about your deeds, and that's how you level up. And once again, I think they really enjoyed that—that that they got to boast about their daring do at the mansion and how they survived in harrowing, you know, odds or whatever. And they have to—you spend a few coins to grease palms, and buy people drinks, but you're rich now. You know, you come back from the adventure. Oh yeah, they've been ding, ding, ding. They all leveled up. Well, I think you didn't get all that far in it, right? Well, yeah, the thing is. I don't want to spoil anything for mansions for people, but yeah, there's one room early in the adventure that it's just, it's full of loot. And there's a lot of stuff to interact with in that one room. If you play your cards, right, they literally spent an hour and a half in that room, but no one had any complaints. They had a ton of fun. So they pretty much just totally gray hawk that room and then fought this bad creature, not far from that one room. And between the two combats and some traps and things, they set off, they were like, "Woof!" you know, we need to go. So, yeah, but I said, you know what? That's enough, you leveled. You know, if you go boast in town. Yeah, so they got to roll against all their stats and improve their hit points, all that stuff. And Jason and Dominic got more spells and the cleric, so.
1: So one of the things that I know people were interested in is we had talked about, like, there'll be a part two or a continuation of these characters since we leveled them up. And that's something I don't think you get a lot at cons. We're making our own, like, Adventures League, Living Greyhawk for the cons. So it's like, hey, if you bring those. That next time, you can have him in one of Matt and Eddie's adventures.
0: And it's funny, I don't think, as usual, we didn't compare notes on that. But it's funny, and look who we had the predominantly in these two groups, the lilies. But I told him, I said, keep these characters and we can pick up this adventure the next time I see you or whatever. So that's so kind of cool.
1: Next time, you could run a barbarian and I could run Mansion of Pandemonium. Yeah. And it would all be the same Mm-hmm because it's a shared universe or whatever. Yeah, I know. know something like that across the long... Or how about
0: a crazy crossover where there's a dimensional portal? Bum, bum, bum. The, you know, black hackers could go to... Suddenly the Thundar characters, like there's Beastmen in the E.O. dungeon or whatever. That's kind of a... Fun concept idea. But there is
1: some life in these characters.
0: It's not oh, that's yeah. just a convention, one and done. Yeah. It and throw it away. Yeah, because I mean, I won't lie. I keep my characters as kind of a keepsake, and it's funny. I'll find them stuck off in a game book, and I'll look at them, and it'll bring back, oh, I remember the guy we played with, and Eddie was there, and Papa John, or whoever, and or TJ that time, or Gary. And, and it's the fun. It's like a little, I don't know, touchstone is the right word, but yeah, it kind of harkens back to that moment, little wave of nostalgia. So it's fun. They
1: had a- yeah, and that's it. And it. Takes you back to a moment in time. Yeah,
0: is. but how cool to be able to. Well, that's like uh you look at. um Oh, I think isn't it Mike Badalato? Bad Mike. He runs a ongoing thing like year after year at the con at NTRPG. So it's cool. It's like the old classic box set module, In Search of the Unknown. And because the thing was, what the first level was fleshed out, but the second level was just rooms that you were supposed to. Fill in the details, and I think he, he he does that, and it's an ongoing thing or something. I've always wanted to play it, just never had the well, opportunity. I was doing
1: Temple of Elemental Evil like that.
0: It's That's expansive.
1: But, yeah, it kind of got to where, because of the time of the
0: COVID,
1: certain people wouldn't be there. It's like, well, you played 90% of it. I feel bad wrapping it up without you being here, and blah, blah, blah. So oh, that's yeah. kind of gone by the wayside. But maybe the replacement will be that there's – like I said, the shared universe and something maybe a lot of the long con GMs, DMs, storytellers, etc. Yeah. will grab onto that concept and go instead of just everything being first level, there'll be a little bit more second level. This will build
0: on. And you make a good point because I thought about one of the things I love going to cons, and there's so many good reasons, and we're all going. You know, that's another good reason to go to a con. But one of the things that's, to me, somewhat disappointing is, and and don't get me wrong, it's great to play a one-shot of something, especially, you know, I try to play new games. Well, I've never played this game before, so it'll be interesting to see how this game works and the system for a one-shot. But if it's a tried-and-true system, I already know, it's kind of a little disappointing, like, well, this character's like a one-and-done, like you said, kind of a throwaway character. How cool would it be to be invested? And then I'd really be looking forward to going back to that con to play with that GM to play that character again. You know, but so that's that's a brilliant idea. Thank you very much. Yeah, you're welcome.
1: All right. So as we move on through Saturday, comes Mm -hmm. the internationally renowned adventure, Carnage in the Casino. Loved by millions, so we played that. That was a MCC zero level module.
0: But would you say it's MCC or more like American lot
1: Closer to American Wasteland. Yeah. Because I hadn't read it in a while. Mm -hmm. I was like, oh yeah. Apparently I had these road leathers and rifles. And those weren't in the MCC book. Those are definitely from America. America." Yeah.
0: Thank you, Reed Sanfilippo.
1: But I don't even know how that would work. Would I have to license it through Goodman Games? Or through Reed Sanfilippo's publishing? If you actually wanted to get that out there and about.
0: That's a curious question, yeah. I don't know
1: trails with somewhere, or should I say Weird Frontiers is somewhat in there Yeah, that you're building off the bones of DCC since it's DCC compatible. Do you have to get double permission?
0: And that's curious. That's yeah. a good
1: question for our good friend. Mm. Would be? That's right, yep. He would know. He would know. And he'd reply. Mm, yeah, <laughs> He'll answer our question. Yeah, we we hope. Yeah,
0: no, I know he would. Dave's awesome. He's a great guy.
1: But uh, The Carnage in the Casino was pretty good. They pretty much went through and saw the whole thing which is unusual, uh, was using fleeting luck, which oh, is... always great for a funnel. Yeah, so it gives you a lot of help, too. It's like, I can put the screws to you, but there's fleeting luck, so that's going to balance it out. You can be a real jerk about things, but you have that fleeting luck to pick it up. So fleeting luck, for those of you that don't know, is when a player rolls a 20, everybody gets some like fleeting luck.
0: Some, funnels, luck some, one some one sort one. of a token that represents luck that can be used by that character or shared with their allies.
1: Any, any role, role.
0: Make, not any role that the judge makes. <laughs> the caveat I've had to say a million times and still have to reiterate later in the game. They got a crit on me. Can I roll it? No, nope, rolls you make. But, but anyway,
1: my good friend Doug and Nicole. Mm-hmm. They were in that one along with uh, most of their family. Mm-hmm. Doug actually uh, found out my weakness at the con. Mm-hmm. Uh oh. Easily be bribed. Ah. So he was like, as far as fleeting luck goes. If I give you a little cash, can we make it that my ones don't count? <laughs> he rolled, because I'm fleeting luck, if you roll a one, all everybody's luck comes That's
0: out. why they call it fleeting, because use it you or lose it. it. Yeah, the people hoard it, and then someone chokes out a one, and all that hoarded luck goes away. It's like, you should have used it while so you Doug had it. He showed me the
1: money, uh-huh.
0: and his ones did not count. The good thing, too, because I hear that this was one con for Doug.
1: But they could not get that fleeting luck going, so mm. that was one thing. Almost like you can run anything and put fleeting luck in there, and it'll mm-hmm. be like, Wee, that was the most fun." Mm-hmm.
0: This
1: one, the, fl- the fleeting luck was not flowing.
0: and that's a shame because that's that's if you're using that, that's always a fun thing for a player. I've seen where I went back to run first, second, third level adventures at the old uh, Geek World with our faithful. We had developed that community that played. Goodman Games, it's derivatives, and they would go like, are oh, we doing Fleet and Luck, man? I'd go, oh, no, no, you're for second level. Yeah, you've graduated. That's for zero-level creatures. Oh, man, you know, I'm like, yeah, no, that's that's the, the noobs that no powers need that. You've got bells and whistles, you know. But anyway, but Fleet and Luck is a fun concept, which we can thank, I believe, Michael Curtis for that. Even though I've heard, he may have borrowed the concept. Yeah. What was it? I can't even remember what it is in paranoia. and Savage, And Savage Worlds turns out uses the bennies that you get so many at the beginning of every adventure. You don't earn, well, you earn them too during during play. So, yeah, you know.
1: But regardless, it's a fantastic idea. It's a fantastic thing for funnels. Mm -hmm. But funnels are not for everyone. Everyone will not enjoy their character dying. Yeah, and there's, as much
0: as I think people enjoyed Carnage, you said one of the players might not have been fond of the funnel concept. Right. Yeah.
1: But we had a uh, orangutan firing rifles with, Another mutant that could change into water. Mm. That was kind of like, what is it, the Wonder Twins? Uh-huh. So they would turn into puddles of water to get around. That was pretty interesting. That is funny. We had a lot of fun. Uh, uh Alan was in that one. It's
0: oh, good. Kind of no, I didn't, home, yeah, like. good old Alan McCoy.
1: But a good time was had by all. I found a, more, a few more things that I can tweak and touch. And I found, you know, the more that you play so Every time
0: fun. you run it, I learn... every. There's some I've ran, gosh, like... um uh, uh, Bloodbath in Allsville, and still every time I'll go, ooh that's, a, oh, I gotta, you know, I, ooh, that's a good idea, or I could change that up. or You know what I'm saying? Every time you run it, you get a good feedback. Well, one of my
1: other a- adventures that you guys will be on the lookout for, the long crawl, which was an X-crawl adventure, mm-hmm. there's a part where zombies bust into the room. Mm-hmm. Everybody would start thriller dancing. And every think, time I, ran and it, I think they're the only
0: person that ever thought of that. They're right so clever.
1: Be like, I start thriller dancing and see if they follow along, and they would because I'm a wonderful person. But mm-hmm. everybody would think that was the most novel idea. And it was like, the thing is, when you run it and you've seen it so many times, you're like, everybody comes up with that. Well, in Carnage, the casino, nobody gambles in the casino.
0: Which is that's funny. The funny thing to me in that. It's a casino. And he's got. I remember when he first wrote it, he put these extensive gambling rules in, and then nobody gambles. Which, that doesn't hurt my feelings. No. That's, just,
1: that's the interesting things that you learn. Yeah,
0: watching people, the commonalities.
1: Somebody like a Brendan LaSalle, like another yeah. good buddy mm-hmm. named when he runs stuff, and he just imagine how many cons. It oh goes gosh, yeah. Normal year. Mm-hmm. So I mean, if he's at thirty cons a year.
0: But think that's probably wonders why his adventures are so good because he's ran the crap out of. He's had ample play testing. But right, anyway, but yeah. How,
1: how many times do you think somebody in his adventure comes up with a brilliant idea that he's like, and that is number seventy two. Yeah. Right. Right. Oh yeah. But it's just interesting though. It's not yeah. really Groundhog Day. But it's mm-hmm. interesting how this really off-the-wall idea, everyone will come up with that. I guess it's kind of like the uh, Thousand Monkeys with a Thousand Typewriters. Writers.
0: They'll bang-out Shakespeare eventually. That's funny. But,
1: so that one, Carnage Casino, moves ever forward towards actually getting published. Ooh la la. It will come out. It will. It may not be any good. Mm-hmm. doesn't matter to me it's just got to get out at this point but that little bird has to leave the nest so what
0: imprint will it be under
1: probably Long Con Publishing because uh-huh. there's just so many different brands that we need yeah. this should probably be the Long Con Podcast but there was already one yeah. there was already a no class I think somewhere out there 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 actually is there yeah. were no class RPG, RPG
0: podcast.
1: podcast I don't know people
0: alright well but
1: it could always be long shot. Taking a long shot.
0: If you're, you know, trying our stuff out.
1: It is kind of a long con. We're running a long con, too. Exactly. If we're reeling you in with these podcasts and conventions and then selling yeah. you our Shawty merchandise. Exactly.
0: All right, well, yeah, hey, please do. And if you do, and you attend, NTRP, if you if you attend NTRPG, which you should, because it's just awesome, uh, on, what is it, June 4th, which is Friday? Be sure to wear your long con paraphernalia. And what do you get? Something excellent, wonderful, stupendous. It's so
1: wonderful and mysterious. That we can't even tell you about it. Now.
0: It's on double secret probation. All right, but definitely wear it. You'll be glad you did, and we'll really be glad you did. You got anything else for Saturday? I'll just say one of the highlight, it's good to see so many of our old con goers and friends. We haven't seen Alan in a while, and it's always good to see Fergie, and, and uh, we got to see Adrian and Jonathan, and it just, I could drop names all day long, but it's all these people, you know that I love seeing y'all, and it's that's the highlight of the con for me is seeing our, our con buddies, our friends. Um, And so I got to sit in the evening like an old man in the corner and sip some potato water and talk with some of you know the old gents that we got to share war stories and lies and tales and just laugh until our sides hurt and that's a lot what of fun. You mentioned Garrett, I think. Yeah, Garrett Vans old, or should we say Viagra? Mm-hmm. But anyway, um, but yeah, we it was just great to cut up and hang out and you know commiserate and, and that's that's a lot of the fun for me these cons a lot too beyond the obvious gaming and yeah, whatever. I
1: really get to know uh, David. At yeah, yeah, yeah,
0: David's David's phenomenal. I really like David. He's a class act. Um,
1: oh, and speaking of that, not that anyone will hear this in time, but I think in about two weeks they're doing a uh – Market. Flea Market Swap. Yeah, just fixing
0: to say, I'm kind of, if I had the time off, it's not far, a three-hour drive, I could unload, I could do the swap ruin and I love stuff like that. Think, yeah. That's brilliant. And that's, see, David's brilliant. Like I told you, he's, where does he come up with this stuff? He's an innovator. He's a genius.
1: And speaking of geniuses, now that we're, that some of the cylinders are firing again, you saw that our good friends at Geek World are doing a Dice Kickstarter.
0: Which is clever. They should do class dies. Three,
1: two, one. <laughs> so keep an eye out for that. We'll try and post some more information on that as it comes out. But Kickstarter is not active yet.
0: Yeah, yeah. That's smart, though. Thank you. Yeah. Good. It was a joke, people. Lighten up. All right. So that's enough. Sunday, what do we want to say about Sunday? I
1: ran a game on Sunday.
0: And did you run it by yourself? Of course not. Uh oh.
1: This is one thing that I think is I don't know, I'm sure other people in the world do this, but this is one thing that I think is can become a long con draw mm. is to get destroyed by myself and our good friend Gary. Mm. Because we we have the right amount of evil in our souls.
0: I was gonna say Eddie's evil chocolate blends well with Gary's evil peanut butter.
1: So that is where you can get a serious challenge. If either one of us separately cannot give you enough of a deadly challenge, (laughs) put us together, and you will get the deadliest of alliances.
0: Yeah, flaming oil and poisonous water. Um, But I was going to say, I was telling all the players before they went in, I was like, buenas muertes, buenas muertes. So I think they appreciated that.
1: That was against the Giants, against the Frost Giants, part of it. Mm -hmm. And we still got, our Giants and Dragons still got whipped. Yeah, But at a certain point, especially in 5th edition. Mm-hmm.
0: The power curve. Yeah. The yeah. Party,
1: they're so hard to be challenged. Oh, yeah.
0: And and the Iowans were bringing the heat. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah. So, Any other shout-outs or anything from there?
1: No, I don't think so. We had our good guests, Jill and Charlie, as I said. Yeah. Thank you guys for coming all this way. That made us mm-hmm. special. Yeah, heck
0: yeah. Anything else? You know, Sunday, I pretty much sit at the desk and stare off in the distance and pack up or whatever.
1: Then we yeah. ripped everything off the walls and ran out of there as fast as we could, like they were going to charge us with theft or something. Absolutely.
0: Packed it up, packed it in. Yep. The fastest loading and unloading con in the world. Mm-hmm. Well, that's like a lot of our flair. I didn't put it out. I was like, me. Yeah. What about Rick? Well, whoo. Right. You gotta have that player. Duh. Yeah,
1: these. I don't know if it's just me, but it seems like it's getting easier as we do them, and they're getting faster. They're oh, getting yeah. Yeah. So no. I, yeah.
0: Yeah. I didn't. You, you know that you say that. Yeah. It just seemed like whoosh. Yeah. So what would you contribute that to the con going so fast? It seems.
1: I think a lot of it is that we're just busy. Mm-hmm. We're running games, or we're not running games. There's somebody that wants to discuss something. There's always something going on. And, really, there's always something to check out, too. Mm -hmm. A lot of times, if I had free times, I'd go over to a vendor. Mm -hmm. And then after I perused everything they've got, I'd have a conversation with them for an
0: hour or two. That's me and poor David. I talked his ear off. We were talking about... Newer games and award-winning games, and what we thought about them, and like our love for Black Hack, and just yeah, and and David, that's one. Like I said, I always admire game shop owners that are knowledgeable about their product. Absolutely, he's very knowledgeable about. He's got his finger on the pulse. But anyway.
1: Oh, and just because we're uh, smooching on him so much right Mm -hmm. now, he's the one that introduced me to those stat trackers. And boy, have we sold a ton of those. We. The con. Oh, yeah, yeah. The con has sold a bunch. Yeah. And hopefully all that cash has gone into David's pocket. Oh, yeah. Which, for example, didn't he end up winning one from us? Yeah. And we turn around and sell
0: it? Oh, yeah, yeah, because he couldn't keep them in stock. He's like, he's like, man, I wish I'd brought more stat trackers. But we encourage that. I, but I will tell you, there's a lot of stuff that people buy that I kind of look at sideways and go, really? I mean, that's just fluff junk. But there's some products that are truly worth what you pay for them, and you're going to get your dollars worth that you're going to use them. That stat tracker thing is pretty cool. It is a very useful item. Yeah, like I don't
1: need a new system every time I go into the store, mm-hmm. but you can get me with some accessories.
0: And good good accessories. W- ones that, yeah, that are, because there's some stuff that's just fluff. But it's you not know. like,
1: do you own this system yet? Oh, you should pick it up. Yeah, no. Probably not, but it's like, oh, did you get a stat tracker or... Did you need a mini or some dice or mm-hmm. an adventure Yeah. for the system you already have?
0: Yeah. Oh, yeah. No. And that's great. And some people just love to buy accessories for their games and things. Some
1: people, Gary H., love to buy new systems.
0: Yep. Yep. Genesis. Well, so what else would we say? Is that pretty much Long Con Spring, sir?
1: Yeah, it flew by just like I was talking about it flew by. Yeah.
0: hmm Whoosh.
1: As long as you guys enjoyed it, that's the
0: important thing. Absolutely. All right. Are we ready to pop, pop, pop some culture?
1: Yeah, let's see how long we can get this out for. Okay. Books and comic books. All
0: right. So, as promised, I read Night Winds from 1978. Night Winds, what we usually have after the chili cook-off. But anyway, it was written by Carl Edward Wagner, or Wagner, I guess. Um, it's a collection of short stories of Cain. Cain is this badass swordsman, sorcerer, not a nice guy. He is an anti-hero, much like Elric of Milnabin. Um, who, again, also is a capable swordsman and a sorcerer. Um, and there's been some comparisons made, but people would call the, the these pulps sword and sorcery mixed with gothic horror. You anyway, know, And, yeah, re- reading the stories, Cain's not a nice guy. You know, his first, the yeah, first... I know, and literally, he is supposed to be. He is in the novels. He alludes to like he's basically the Cain, yeah. And so he's he's been cursed with immortality. He's lived through the years, you know. So anyway, it it, it they were they were decent. I mean, it's definitely worthy of the uh, appendix N, even though it was never really in the list of appendix N works. Some people some people believe that its omission was a terrible slight because. I don't believe that it was, and there's nothing I found that says, but it just seems it's just ironic to people that this wasn't part of Appendix N. But anyway, um, so that's something you might, you know, see, your mileage may vary, check that out. The thing is, but I will say this, maybe they weren't as popular as some other things because to find these books aftermarket is tough and you really can't find them in print like a collection of omnibus of them. You can, you can get them dirt cheap if you're the guy who uses an e-reader. Or reads on your phone appear, whatever. But as far as if you're that guy like me that wants to hold the book in your hand, you're gonna pay a premium if you can find it. Hmm. So there's that. Um, any books for you? Comic books of course. Okay, and then I have one. Go ahead. Oh wow. No, you first. You're the, book the comic, comic guy. Book sandwich. Yeah.
1: I read Why The Last Man. I'm sure you've heard of that before. That was hot poop for a while and it was making all the like top ten lists of best comics.
0: I've never heard of it.
1: So, I guess kind of your post-apocalyptic thing again, what if all the men in the world died? Oop! And there was only one man left, and that's your boy, Yorick, who is the titular character Uh of the book. Mm -hmm. I want to say it was about 70 issues. Wow. And that's where I was like, I started about issue 20 or so, where I was like, eh, this isn't really reeling me in. Mm -hmm. But then I ended up with a little time to kill. And, of course, me, I've got to be the completionist and finish things. Mm -hmm. So I read the whole thing and confirmed, indeed, that this was not a comic (laughs) for me.
0: (laughs) Sad that you had to get to the last comic to go, wow.
1: You you just get to a point where you're like, okay, now i just got to know how does this end. I'm not interested. I'm not invested. Mm. okay, Tell me the ending, and I probably could go like, I'm going to go on Wikipedia and see. Yeah. This is the final line.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: Not a fan. Mm-hmm. Not a fan. I'm, I'm sure there's somebody out there that would love it and defend it to their death, but it was really dull, in my opinion. Mm.
0: Not your cup of tea.
1: I didn't like the ending, so it is a thing. It's out there. It exists. If you would like to see what one person's interpretation of a world with only one man left
0: would be. And you, but you got to figure that there you this, you said that it was on a number of people's top 10 yeah. lists or whatever. So, I mean, you know, somebody out there obviously thinks it's hot. Poo-poo. I would
1: say one of the like, big takeaways is that it doesn't get any better. Wow. Like, if there were no men, there would be no war. Hmm. You know, it's just as violent and brutal and senseless kind of like walking dead. Mm-hmm. It's just, there's another type of violence now. And it's like the real horror is the other survivors. Yeah. We are the walking. So it's one of those. I mean, write your college thesis on it and get
0: back. to There you go. All right. So I've been reading a comic. Woo-woo. Head dirty, dirty. Lopper.
1: Never heard of it. There you go. And I'm
0: not entirely surprised. But it's from Image Comics. I've heard of them. It is. It's a fantasy novel, a, a, a comic book. It follows the exploits of the Viking warrior Norgel and the severed head of Agatha the Blue Witch. Anyway, and uh, so it was interesting. I think, as I remember, the guy who wrote it did a Kickstarter for the first issue, and you know, he it kicked and it did well. And though, so then it did well enough and drew enough attention that then Image heard about it, and they said, "We want to, you know, bring you under our, you know, uh, umbrella or whatever." And then, so what? But the thing is, it's it's quarterly, so it's only four issues a year. But you get an intact story, but each individual one's pretty. Packed with pages, you know, so you get your, is it, it is yeah, absolutely. I'm, I'm, I don't think they've completed, but I think the guy, there might be some lulls or something in between, but he does them. I'm pretty sure quarterly. So he has time for, you know, creation. I think the artist does the writing and all that sort of thing. Wow. Yeah. And, uh, but no, the, I like the style, of the artwork and you know me, I don't like real polished polished. And so I love the the look of it and I like the stories are good. I mean, it's definitely fantasy and, um, but anyway, I've, I've, I was just going to read a few and then I caught myself, I slammed through like the first four and the next four and then about two into the third quartet, you know, of, 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 and so I'm enjoying, I'm not saying it's, it's the best thing ever, but I've enjoyed it. And so if you like fantasy, you know, swordsmen, a little bit of sorcery and medieval concepts and stuff, I think it's good. I like it. Yeah.
1: And then I will be. Same dead horse as always or the same dead Hulk as always. <laughs> because the Immortal Hulk just came out yesterday. hmm That was its release date. So man, as soon as those come out, yeah, I'm first in line to read that. That's kinda like whatever's going on, whatever I have scheduled in my day, screw that noise. I'm read the immortal Hulk. Forget that prostate I'm going
0: that exam. I'm going from a Hulk yeah, comic.
1: Then you can do both at the same time. Exactly. Moon River. But as I've said before, the the Hulk is the horror of this one. Oh yeah. So he was getting beat down last time, and all of a sudden, oh, the tables, they turned. And he was just beating down the UFOs, if you remember them. No. But that was another one of those like cosmically-powered groups. Mm-hmm. He gives them a beat down. He turns the table on them because they mm-hmm. were gleefully beating him down last time. Mm-hmm. So he's horrifically beating them this time. Mm-hmm. They're and they have to flee in fear of their lives. Yeah. So then uh, Hulk rolls, rolls into town, and he starts having a few drinks at a local bar. And who shows up to ruin his good time?
0: The Avengers.
1: The Avengers. Thor, most specifically. Which that was actually, Thor had a pretty good line in there, because uh, the Hulk's just like, eh, whoever came in, if you want a drink, it's on me. We're having beers and whiskey. And he's like, make mine a mead. <laughs> and you're like, okay, you know who that's going to be. You know man. who that
0: is, yeah. That's cool.
1: So as always, once again... Immortal Hulk, check that out. Yeah. It's the hot stuff. And it's only got a few issues left. I won't lie,
0: the picture he sent me at work, I pulled up my phone, I was like, oh my gosh, yeah. I mean, the Hulk's just greeting ear to ear as he's doing some dastardly. <laughs> I was like, that's a comic. But even I'm sitting there kind of cringing looking at this. You think of the crap I look at all day long. And I'm like, whoa, that's that's tough, man. That's tough. Yeah, yeah, good stuff. All right, you got some TV shows. Absolutely. So, as... uh I don't know if I ever talked about it on here before because it's been so long since second season. But uh, back when there was this pop up streamer called CISO, they had this lineup of shows and there were a lot of comedies. They were funny. They were decent. You know, CISO was pretty much free. It just worked off of an advertisement platform um, like traditional TV anyway. But um, anyway, one of the things on there was Harmon Quest. And it was funny. Was it was a, a good sell for me to get the the, the misses to watch it because even though it's something like Nerd Poker or uh, what's it? What's the one uh, uh, critical role or whatever something? But this one, it's got comedians, mm-hmm. and uh, and but and it's got animation, which I love that that they did that where it's like some of it's live at the table and a little bit of animation of their characters what they're what they're doing. And so anyway, we had a lot of fun with the first season, and then season went tanked. So they came up with the second season. It was a, about a, like a year pause in between or something, and it was it was decent. And I forgot about it, you know. Well, then the other day on a goof, I thought about, I was like, man, yeah, whatever happened with Harmon Quest? There's a third season. So I was like, hot dog! And so I watched it, and you know, me and Steph watched it. We had a lot of fun with it. Yeah. You actually watch it with the wife. Yeah, yeah, because it's funny. At first, I, I once again, typical me, I'm like, ooh, I can get a free week of VRV. Let me hurry up and pack that in and cancel it, because I'm that guy. And um, even though we'll say VRV pound per pound, if you like anime, there is a, it's, it's, it's it's part of Crunchyroll. Oh, okay. Yeah. See, I knew you'd know. And I mean, so for the VRV package, you get access to a lot of stuff. That's kind of like gaming stuff. And then there's a lot of anime. It's, if you're a nerd or a dork or whatever, you might you enjoy that free week and then you might keep trucking with it. But anyway, watch season three Harmon quest. I enjoyed it. So it was, it was a worthy addition to the, Canon or whatever there. I enjoyed it. Yep. Well,
1: I guess since you're talking about comedies and getting your extra subscription going, yeah. I turned back on the HBO subscription uh-huh. so I could check out the 10th season of Curb Your Enthusiasm. Uh huh. Which you already know I have a love for that.
0: It's pretty, 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 pretty good.
1: So yeah. yeah, I'm a big Curb Your Enthusiasm fan. Mm-hmm. Larry David. Hilarious. Mm. He's He's
0: dry like someone else I know. Yeah
1: really good if you've never checked out the series check it out if you have season 10 was really really pretty, pretty
0: good too. you know who really stood out on that show for me when i reflect back on i've watched a lot of the older uh, seasons wanda sykes was hilarious on there i mean i don't know about you but i just think the time when he double clicks the uh the clicker honk honk you know locking the door and she's like what is that about you know oh man that was just hol- this this i anyway because he got so defensive and he starts stammering and you know anyway. My son's a big fan of Leon on there. Uh huh. So, yeah. yeah.
1: Really a fun show and that's something me and him can enjoy together. Yeah. A lot of laughs at much to his mom's chagrin. Yeah. You got any other shows? Nope. Well, I'll go ahead and whip another dead horse. Uh-huh. I've already said Invincible on Amazon. Yeah. It is now complete. Oh, good. It was good. Me and the wife enjoyed that one. Oh, I'll check that out highly recommend it do check it out if you want to be a book reader though like i said the comic the first 20 issues and you'll be covered to watch the show so it's not a big investment of time it's not like you have yeah. to read these three hardbound novels or something right I definitely recommend checking out the comics if you're not gonna go ahead and watch the show really
0: really good well good and that's the thing i wanted to check it out but i'm you know i mean i, I want them to be now that it's done, I can sit there and binge it, and and I will. So I tell you what, I'll check out Invincible on Amazon. You check out Headlopper. Tell me what you oh, think. I, made myself a note. I see that. I saw you scribbling. So okay, I want to. I want to get a little controversial. Dun dun dun. Maybe. Hold on. Oh, go ahead. Do you have no more TV. No more pop culture. You
1: have a movie? Oh, see, you got no more pop.
0: Culture. Well, this actually. No, I, I take that back. This segues into pop culture, but I'll let you so finish you first.
1: Do the whole. Yeah, let's do the Shebanga Bang. I'm you got
0: nothing. No. Which is ironic, right?
1: Yeah, I watched Dark Knight Rises and. What is the Dark Knight? Is the middle one just the Dark Knight? I'm thinking about Batman begins, the Dark Knight, and then the Dark Knight rises. Or returns or something? I don't know. Batman returns in the original trilogy. Oh, yeah. So I watched the two movies. I really don't need to see Batman Begins Again just because it's an origin. Right. Like we had talked about in one of our games. We're like, we're not doing the origin again. Yeah, it gets old. By now, we all know how Batman's
0: parents died in alleyway. Come on, chop, chop. You know, we all know Spider-Man's uncle died in his hands, you know.
1: But The Dark Knight still really holds up. That's still a great movie as much as it got all the accolades back in the day. Mm -hmm. Watching it again, it held up. I enjoyed it. Dark Knight Rises. It wasn't all that popular at the time, and it wasn't all that popular with me. Hmm. Again, so I mean, your mileage may vary. Go back and watch the Dark Knight again. Okay. And since I've got the Disney Plus right now, I'll watch the Endgame again as well. Both pieces of that.
0: And you know what? You should check out uh, Raised by Wolves and tell me what you think about it.
1: Okay. But the good thing about Endgame when you have it on uh, streaming or what have you mm-hmm. is you can fast forward through some of the slower parts which From those movies as long as they are, and I ended up going through quite a bit of the the second part through all the like, and then everyone was gone, and this is how we're dealing with it. It's like, okay, that was good to watch originally, but I don't need it in my repeat watching. Right. I'll skip right over that. Mm-hmm. So, anyway, there's a few comic book movies. Now we go into the video game section. Video games? I know you've got 76 going again a little bit. Absolutely. So do I. Mm-hmm. And, uh, we were actually chit-chatting away last night over the PSN network, mm-hmm. and my wife was like, you guys are just addicted to that game again. And I was like, well, no, but no. I'm playing it every so often for the dailies. And she's yeah. like, well, if I wanted it, it would probably take forever to download all the patches. So I was like, I'm downloading all the patches.
0: Yeah. So d-
1: I think she's, got, she's even got the itch a little bit. Daddy later. took the
0: hint. Well, and I'll tell you, they had daily quests before for the Settlers and the Raiders. Those were poorly implemented. Well, there
1: was for the yeah, over and over. It was meta- really uh, monotonous type of faction or whatever.
0: Yeah. yeah, so I'll give them that. The dailies they have now aren't tedious. If you just want to get on and do your dailies, and you could go, okay, I know that thing. If I do that, that'll take 30 minutes. You just ignore it. And you do the other dailies, and you can get those points that unlock all kind of cool little freebies. If you're the person that, like, I want to have this coolest-looking shelter or, or now bomb shelter, You'll get things that you can spruce up that look cool. On the other hand, if you like something to represent your little logo on the on the map, you get cool new things. I mean, you get a lot of different things. I got a 1,000 caps for one of my little dailies I unlocked, and then I got bouillon last season. I got a lot of bouillon, and I don't even know what to do with it yet. I'm, when I figure it out, I might kick myself for not figuring it out sooner. But, yeah, I got caps and bouillon and atoms for buying stuff so you get yeah I, and I, I like the dailies and I like the little challenge board you know so that's kind of what sunk the hook you know because honestly I've leveled my character to 85 and I haven't even done half the old quests that I do with my old character you don't have to do those quests to level
1: but a lot of games are doing that now like if you log in today
0: oh yeah well, that's – what was it? I didn't even – the whole time I've been back playing for months, I thought, man, I wish I'd do one of those double experience weekends. And about the time that I was going to pack the game up for a minute, Eddie goes, oh, by the way, it's double experience weekend. I'm like, well, shit, you know, I'm back in. Right when I thought I was out, they pulled me back in, you know. I think last weekend was like double bullying. Mm-hmm. and they've done this stuff like there's one recently I've had weekends where the like of the vendors have a cap on how much you can sell to them. They double the cap. So you could really unload stuff that weekend to the vendors. It's just neat stuff like that.
1: Uh, I'll briefly mention also that I played some master of monsters on PS one, which is a fantasy turn-based game, but I haven't played that much of it because of the load times. Hmm. That's one of the things that's like, you can go boot up your Atari right now. Maybe playing Space in theaters in two seconds and getting, you know, after you die, play it again in two seconds and really with, like, PS4 and 5, the load times are a lot faster. But when you get back to that, I don't know, what like, fourth or fifth generation of video games, that's where the graphics are a little bit, they did as best they could and it looks so much weirder. It's like, it's not Atari where it's like, that doesn't look anything like a tank, but I can <laughs> imagine. Or, like, PS4 vibe now where you're like, oh my God, that's an incredible likeness of this actor. Yeah, I I can see
0: the pores in their face, you know, holy crap, yeah.
1: So just the load time on that one is dragging it down a little bit for me, but Mm. I really can't knock it for that. It's just, it's not giving me a burning desire to get in there and play
0: because of a load of times. Right. Well, to back up a little bit, because I'm mean, not to gush too much about uh, uh, FO76, but at the con, it was ironic. I had a plasma pistol out of some, some mm-hmm. desk dressing or flare, and it got some conversation started about, People that love Fallout, but they're like, ooh. I mean, people are really down, and I don't blame them. Bethesda, but if anyone's paid attention, Best has been notorious about slapping something out too soon, even the the beloved uh, Elder Scrolls titles and stuff. But anyway, here we are, two and a half years later. It's a fully formed game. It's nothing like when it first came out. It's a lot of fun. But if you're someone who's like, nope, you know, they they pissed me off, bad first impression, screw them. Okay, I mean, you got to live your life. But I'm just saying, if you're someone who's like, oh, I heard all that trash about it, or I played it and it sucked it's a completely different game. And to that end, in a recent cast, you had mentioned, you know, what they need to implement is loadouts. It's like, they read your mind. They've implemented loadouts, you know? Um, And they've implemented some other interesting things. Like when you're crafting, instead of having to click over and over to craft a hundred, whatever rounds or something. Now you can say, would you like to craft basically every round you're capable of crafting yeah, click, boom! You can make a thousand rounds all at one go. Or if you're you make crafting pistols or something, you can craft five pistols or something instead of going one pistol click, one pistol. You know, so they're they're implementing things so it's not as tedious. And they took away something without even mentioning it that was kind of tedious. But, oh, like well, now that you can you can change your perk loadout. So before you had to wait till you hit fifty, mm-hmm. and then you had to go in and do it as you leveled. Like you get to move one point when you level or something. Or you now. There is a machine that you can interact with that you can craft at your house that you can change your... your stats. Yeah, stats. Yeah, you can redistribute your stats. So that's why they took away that whole thing. Like when I leveled, it, I went, well, where's the option to pick to move a point or to get a new perk card? Nope. Oh, cool. Yeah, and like I said, if you have a lot of excess perk cards, you can sack them for points for your ultimate perk cards or whatever. So, you know, they've done some things to, to spruce it up. Anyway, enough about that. Yeah.
1: Uh, but still... You need to check out that Outer Worlds at some point.
0: Oh, yeah, Outer Worlds, yeah.
1: Outer Worlds, fantastic. Okay. As much as Fallout 4 didn't really scratch the itch as much as I had hoped it would, mm-hmm. Outer Worlds, yeah. I'm
0: all about it, baby. But it's kind of a throwback, right? I mean, to more—it's more it's more role-playing. Yeah. It feels more like, yeah, like 3. Yep. Yeah. And in uh, New Vegas.
1: And I guess we have to give a first edition update, too, while we're here. I actually got to play this time. Yeah. Oh yeah. Osric home game. Yep. Yep. They've gone in and sacked a couple of statues, mm-hmm. just smashing them into pieces. But I'm sure they're still worth a ton of money.
0: Uh huh. And what what adventure is this?
1: Geez, I can't even remember. This one's against the reptile god.
0: I believe something that something some something reptile god. But yeah.
1: But I think we're having a good time.
0: No, yeah, everyone seems to be having. I had the one time I got to play with y'all. I had a blast
1: just something that was just completely ooh-la-la shocking. Uh, thanks to your character being an elf, they found out there, there were some, some elves in town mm-hmm. working on the same issue they are. Mm-hmm. They just hadn't crossed paths yet.
0: Mm-hmm. Yeah.
1: And you had a really good time. Is what I, you're I
0: absolutely did. Yeah, I said that. All right. yeah. All right. Controversy. Okay, so, have you heard that amongst the literal plethora the nay, the just ton of uh, podcasts and game casts and live action gaming and blah, blah, blah that's erupted on the interwebs. We're starting the second podcast? No, incredible. no. But did you hear that Jeff Goldblum yeah. is doing a D&D podcast playing an elven sorcerer? Yeah,
1: so you're going to have to jump on this grenade
0: first. Oh, sure, I'll be glad to. Because
1: I, I have a controversial opinion, of course. Exactly.
0: So I'll say this. First of all, Jeff Goldblum. I love him as an actor. I've been watching him since the 80s when I was a kid. He was in, uh, what's the one about the, the first Astronauts? Um, oh, I can't remember now. But Exactly. But no, I mean, I've enjoyed him in The Fly. He was brilliant in that. Of course, I mean, every nerd out there who you know loves him in uh, uh, Jurassic Park or whatever. I mean, he's been in a lot of really neat movies, some iconic movies. Definitely people that are... In the nerdosphere, geekosphere, he's like, "Oh, Jeff Gold." And honestly, I've never known him to be involved in a controversy. So I mean, seems like a pretty good guy. Unless I'm totally oblivious. Fantastic
1: in the first Death Wish as well.
0: Yeah. So. um, He played Jughead. That's hilarious.
1: Have you ever seen him in the first Death Wish? By the way. With
0: uh, uh, you know Charles Bronson. Yeah. Yeah. You know I probably have, but it's been so long because that's like Jesus. Let me blow a hole in your bunk. Yeah, exactly, Charles Bronson. But anyway, um,
1: Jeff Goldblum Breaks into the
0: house. Well, everyone had to start somewhere in Hollywood, you know. Right.
1: Yeah. If I remember this correctly, he basically has on like a little Jug Hell. It's, at, it's got that little crown or whatever. And yeah. Like, yeah, everybody knew Thug, Jeff Goldblum was going to. Yeah, it's, it's hilarious. Go check that out. I, you it, find I, that one on YouTube. Yeah, I have
0: to now. But yeah, like I said, everyone had to start somewhere. Right, right. Um, but all that being said, it's he like... Yeah, but here it comes. It's like, do we need another one of these kind of things? And also, is this just someone that's... I know, but it's kind of like... But also, is is this just somebody else from Hollywood who's kind of like... And eh, not rolling in the dough these days. And he's like, What's that? I hear you can make money with these podcasts on the internet or whatever. This podcast you never heard of suddenly has a little, you know, ooh la la because they've got Jeff Goldblum or whatever. And they know people that are nerds love Joel Gold, Jeff Goldblum. So it's built, it's baked in appeal or whatever, you know. But what kind of grates on me is if this was. What really grinds your gears. Yeah. If this was Vin Diesel or this was. um, the guy that does the talk show at night from the Carolinas, Fair. Colbert, or somebody that we know has been a play d in the past, that they're definitely known as that that guy. It seems like it's a little more genuine, street cred. And so it's just one of those things to where, is this a cash grab, you know what I mean? And I'm the first guy to go, there's nothing wrong with capitalism and making a buck or whatever, but, so I'm kind of on the fence. I mean, it, but it just part of it, I'm like, I don't know, man, you know? You're always a grumpy old man, though. Duh, I'm, I'm known. Yeah. I know, I know. I'm such a hard ass, you know. But, but anyway, so there's negative. so there's me, and not to be wishy-washy, you know. I try to be left or right, you know, or north or south or whatever, east or west. But, but yeah, I mean, I like Jeff Goldblum. I think he's great. But do, do we need this, and is this just a cash grab? I mean, so anyway, kicking the ball to you, Mr. Eddie. So
1: have you done any research? Do you know that he does not play D&D?
0: As usual, I have done minimal research on this. But anyway, kind of like something a while back. But uh, but no, seriously, I'm pretty sure. I'm really. I would bet your life on it. He's never played Dungeons and Dragons before this.
1: It's dubious. On. This is
0: incredibly dubious.
1: But if he has never played once in his life, then yeah, to start with, I like Jeff in his fantastic Jurassic Park movies and such, mm-hmm. The Fly. Yeah, but. I don't need this. I don't need. I, if he just had a podcast, I wouldn't rush out to listen to it. Yeah. It's one of those trendy internet things. It's mm-hmm. like bacon, beards, bees, bears, Battlestar Galactica. Mm-hmm. But you know, it's uh, Nicolas Cage. Everybody loves Nicolas Cage, yeah. ironically. Yeah.
0: Because honestly, the stuff he's done in the last whatever, but that one horror movie he did. I've kind of, watched it, it's kind of cool, it's kind of wild, it's out there, but it's typical, it's really weird, like he's doing everything, he's getting really weird that he does.
1: But he's not really that popular, he's more internet meme popular
0: right now. Oh yeah, the, the picture of him walking with his kid with a cane, a fur coat, and a top hat or something recently, and I mean, he's just, God bless. Um,
1: so Jeff Goldblum is that kind of like internet meme famous right now, with Yeah.
0: His. But I want to think this segues into something you've been saying for the last few years. It hasn't happened yet, but we're on the bubble, and the bubble's going to yeah. pop. And I think this is the concept that pushes us closer to that bubble popping. Yeah. You see what I'm, you know what I'm saying? I mean, I think this segues into what you've been saying for a while.
1: You're welcome. You're exactly right, though. Everybody of course I'm right. There's so many celebrities that get involved with it just because it's the hot new thing right now. It's, mm-hmm. it's hip. just so, discovered this,
0: though?
1: Yeah. Well, I mean, hey, there's people that just discovered it like we were talking about Ron. Yeah. Ron, you're too trendy
0: or you're too much. You trendy. hipster, you know, yeah. Maybe we should
1: welcome
0: well, Yeah, Gamer, I mean, like we, like we said, there's things that have happened in recent years to open up gaming to more people that in another age or another time wouldn't have, couldn't have, wouldn't have tried it. So maybe if there's someone that, they haven't had enough things to give d d credence yet. Well, here's one more thing that might nudge him, I guess, is would you have Goldblum plays? But I have to think if you're already a Goldblum guy or gal, you probably wouldn't be adverse to playing d d to begin with. I mean, it's, I don't know. In a way,
1: it's like, if you haven't caught on by now, yeah. what is left? What does it take? How much more exposure do you need? Because I think, like, Stranger Things yeah. was a huge cultural touchstone or whatever. Like, mm-hmm. everybody watched Stranger Things, and so everybody's like, oh, I guess d and D is okay. Yeah. Those kids didn't start worshiping the devil.
0: And yet. You know.
1: But I, I don't need a Jeff Goldblum mm-hmm. thing. Yeah, he's a wonderful person. Yeah, and a great know, actor. In general, and I especially don't need his live role play group. I don't need anybody's And group. and I've heard
0: someone I laugh cuz someone's like he plays this elven sorcerer brilliantly. Well, yeah, he's a great actor. I'd be concerned if he didn't. But still, cuz role playing by extension is really a poor man's theater kind of if you really get into the role playing forsooth, you know.
1: But I almost think and here's what we'll do our actual live play did you have you could almost imagine in your head right now Jeff Goldblum role playing his character, can't you? Oh yeah. You're, you're kind of like a Christopher Walken. Yeah. He's talking to my wizard all wrong. <laughs> well,
0: you know, I sh- to shatner up my warrior. Don't make me come and kick your ass. You know. <laughs> he's in
1: that area of the so obviously
0: mimicable. Yeah, I don't have his inflections down, but he has a particular way of talking. He's really yeah, that's what we that's what we do. One of us will do Shatner as a warrior, no, and we'll do Jack Nicholson hard. as a rogue, and then we'll do Walking as a wizard. We're onto something. This is brilliant.
1: It's going to be the most horrible thing <laughs> that you have ever heard, but it's right up my alley because that's the kind of
0: thing. Yeah, if someone out there, if there's a mandate, <laughs> heard who we were until we put on the mask. Yes, this was, this is our kind of awful. This is the thing that we would do. <laughs> Your ear drums, ear drums would bleed. Because then, on top
1: of that, think about all the puns.
0: Oh. What? Us puns? No we'll way.
1: Five minutes. Just wait longer.
0: <laughs> Stick around.
1: Oh, my God. The horror. The
0: yeah. horror. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, I mean that's how I'll say. First of all, you know it's something I just wouldn't watch, and that's nothing to do with Jeff Goldblum or not. Like I said if they're thinking Jeff Goldblum will will change the paradigm, no. I mean, people like me. See them
1: doing that with like Nick Cage too. Yeah. Change out the celebrity.
0: Yeah. I mean. Or Shatner. Yeah. Oh yeah, which would be hilarious, I think. But anyway. Uh, But it's I just I just because I thought that was fits the bill for what some of the stuff we talk about, and it was interesting. Yeah. Yeah,
1: I think it is just a cash grab. This doesn't mm. seem like it's coming from the heart. Like if nothing else, you could say me and Matt are coming from the heart. Yeah, gamers. Yeah, we love gaming. We're doing this for the love of the game. Absolutely. Because cash certainly isn't rolling in yet. Absolutely not.
0: We're waiting on that. But so, but you know, what I'm, I'm interested to know what other people think. Why? I, I, their opinions matter. Well, they don't. well true, but still.
1: No one should give us any comments. This whole thing should just operate in a vacuum. Uh, we are touched abs- by other people's opinions.
0: You know what? That's To keep it uh, uh, pure, unadulterated. Exactly. This yeah. is what we
1: need. If you guys have ideas for episodes, <laughs> uh, we don't want to hear those. If you have feedback on what we did that was good or bad, keep it to yourself. There are a very few people that are allowed to comment on our SoundCloud, uh-huh. which will be Robert Vegeta, uh-huh. Gary O., uh-huh. And, of
0: course,
1: Ace. Ace. What about
0: Brian Merchant?
1: Nope. What? Again, please do not comment on our SoundCloud. Okay. Do not send us an email at...
0: At uh, noclassrpgpodcast at com.
1: Because this podcast needs to stay centralized.
0: Very much. Like a computer. Exactly. In Longview.
1: Exactly. So if you're using this podcast as your workout timer for this one, you've probably died already. Yep. So you probably ran yourself
0: rest in peace. Rest in pepperonis. That's right.
1: But no, we would love to hear from you. Please. That's the reason we're doing
0: this. Mhm. Uh Lou Lou. Yeah, he's I'm cool. you hung out this long. I'm looking to to play some games, hang out coming up soon in a month or less. Yeah. Hopefully we'll get to do some cool interviews at NTRPG. Mm-hmm. John we'll Watson. At
1: long Con Spring but that failed horribly. We were yeah. too busy. Well, that will probably be the case at NTRPG.
0: Mm-hmm. Who knows. Yeah. Because you know, like I said, if you have and you should have, of course you have some long con gear and you're coming into RPG because we talk about it all the time and it's awesome, wear your gear on the 4th. May the the 4th of June be with you.
1: All right. With that, I can see out there in listener land, they're all out of hit points. We've driven them entirely into the ground. They're in
0: the negatives. They're bleeding yeah, out. You know.